This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We like to start every show with the three things you need to hear to get on with your day on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. He is Bradley Trainer, and this is your three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're gonna be talking about three things. Three it is. It's the magic number. Sarah Michelle for you behind door number three. Why is that guy was talking? Sarah Michelle Geller delighted her fans when she posted a retro Burger King commercial on Insties. And have a listen. There are some famous voices you'll want to pay attention to. Now the most important message of all from Burger King. So, so who are those famous voices, Colleen? Okay, so the, there's five young ladies in this uh, in this commercial sitting kind of around a chair. And in the front, on the left, you see a very small Sarah Michelle Gellar, like as a child. That was that young girl's voice you heard. And then in, uh, and then in the middle, Leah Thompson, who uh, you would know from um, the Back to the Future movies, etc., and then on the right is Elizabeth Shue, who you would know from Adventures in Babysitting, etc. And she had a hot brother on Melrose. Andrew Shue. He kind of fell out of hotness, though. But he was hot for a minute. He had a hot minute. There's two ladies in the back. And I just have to say, I feel really bad for those two ladies. Who are they? Do you know? No. Nobody knows. Yeah, but maybe they're living fabulous lives and they don't give a rip what you, Colleen Lindstrom, sitting on your very privileged fanny from noon to three every day, Monday through Friday on my talk 107. Thank. Wow. I was just saying, like, I think they had aspirations and maybe they didn't meet them. I'm not saying they're not happy. I'm just saying, like, I would be like, oh, womp, womp. Look at the famous people in the front row. Sorry to bring it down. Such a downer. (laughs) Behind door number two, let's see what we've got. (laughs) Um, Tracy Ellis Ross. She's a funny lady. Apparently, she's a very funny lady. Daughter of Diana Ross. Daughter of Diana Ross. You know, can I just say, I didn't realize she was the daughter of Diana Ross until, until she was like honoring Diana Ross at the American Music Awards. Right? It was AMAs, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. She was on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night, and I am... 35% 35% sure that she took a cue from our very own Holly Roberts and made a tutorial in the form of a book called Mr. Hansy. And she read it 
There is a guy with ten long fingers, creepy glares and hugs that linger. If you're a woman, you're not a fan. I speak, of course, of the handsy man. Handsy man, based on the news, you seem to be a bit confused. Listen, and I'll explain to you all the things you may not do. You may not compliment my butt. You may not call me hoe or slut. And even if you're stoned or drunk, do not expose me to your junk. And if I am your employee, don't rest your hand upon my knee. No, I won't sit on your lap. I shouldn't have to say this crap. You cannot smell my hair, you creep, or grab my boobs while I'm asleep. I do not want a back massage. Did you follow me into the parking garage? <laughs> so, handsy man, if you're still confused, whether your behavior will be excused, I'll say it clearly, nice and slow. If she doesn't consent, the answer is no. Yes. Yes, I loved it. Holly, uh, can we listen to your song again? Do you yeah. have it at the ready? Uh, Holly wrote a oh, song about yeah. um, sexual again, healing. A tutorial well, about where you can and cannot show your man parts. Yes, here it is in a second because I got to upload it. Oh, oh, okay. Thanks a lot, computer. Hold on a second. Okay, hold please. So we'll tap we, dance. We named it. Do, do, what did do. you name it? Eggplant. I named it. Keep it in I your pants. Eggplant. Like but keep it in your pants. Don't whip it out on purpose by accident or chance. Your Johnson is not special. Your pecker is not fun. Your really is a private thing. Don't bask it in the sun. So when you're at the office or out amongst the crowd, you hide your wang and sew it away, and then you can stand proud. Put that thing away, man. It's true. Yeah, so thank you, Holly, and, for your public service. And You're for welcome. those who are considering an email to tell us that that song is inappropriate, I would just like to respond. I think it's highly inappropriate for men to show their junk. Yeah, here, if here. men didn't do it, we wouldn't need we to wouldn't sing about it. We wouldn't have to tell you about Maybe. it. So, moving right along. And here it is behind door number one. Oh, look, it's another day. It's another sexual assault story. Okay, <laughs> Actually, this is a good thing because today Time Magazine cover uh, came out. Their uh, thing of the year. What are they calling person. it? Person. It's person of the year. I know yeah. it's person. <laughs> I just said thing of the year, and mm. this year is not, not the year, the to, year say to have that. a thing. But um, it, the reason I hesitate is because it's uh, a campaign, Me Too, and it's specific people, which we can talk about. But let's listen to a little bit of an interview with the woman who's credited as founding, as uh, creating the Me Too movement, as well as actress Alyssa Milano. They were on speaking with uh, What's Her Nuts and uh, Hoda Kotb this morning. Toronto, I'll start with you because you did this hashtag. You said Me Too in 2006. Yeah. Has this exceeded even your wildest hopes for what might be able to be accomplished? Yeah, I could never imagine this. I could never have envisioned something that would be, that would change the world. I was trying to change my community. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, stepping forward is tough. You guys both did that. Can you just put us inside your head for a second? The minute before you decided to speak out, Alyssa, what was going on inside you? What kind of courage did it take? Well, a few things were going on. Yeah. One is I was in bed with my daughter, mm -hmm. and she was sleeping next to me, and, and my children are the great impetus for everything that I do in life. But also my friend Rose McGowan had been very hurt 
mm -hmm. um, and silenced for a long time and she was fighting back and I wanted to support her in, in what she was going through um, and in turn support women everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, if, if women could just come forward and say me too, just two beautiful words that Tarana started, then we can really start to shape this and get an idea of the magnitude of this issue and of this problem. And I sent the tweet and I went to sleep. And, what and happened I when woke, you woke up, up and there were 53,000 replies oh on tweet. Wow. It was on fire. And so much has changed. I mean, it has touched every industry. It obviously has hit very close to home here with the mm -hmm. firing of Matt Lauer. Tarana, what is your hope now? I mean, it's one thing to do a hashtag. Right. Mm -hmm. What do you want to happen? What should be happening in our workplaces and in our homes? Well, this is just the start. And I've been saying from the beginning that it's not just a moment, it's a movement. Mm -hmm. And so when movements take time and they build over time and they're, and they're strategic. I think now the work really begins, right? Hashtag right, is so a declaration. So that is uh, Tarana Birkin again. She's the activist that in 2006, 2006, mm -hmm. we're 2017, started the Me Too movement, but it really took fire. It really took root as um, you just heard, of course, uh, when people like Alyssa Milano and others, you know, uh, echoed this campaign. Um, and that was a little bit of their conversation. And of course, what's her nuts, by the way, Savannah Guthrie. I Thank apologize. You. I just could not remember her name. And uh, I should know better. <laughs> no, you're fine. You know, th it's interesting. When we were in the office, the prep room before the show, Holly was looking at the cover of that Time Magazine article uh, about the Me Too movement being the person of the year. And Holly said, you know, I, yeah, I've identified all these people. Can you do why is Taylor Swift on that cover? And I thought, you know, and this is not to say, I mean, Holly, of course, when I explained when I told her was like, oh, yeah, but I think that she has not been included in the conversation in a way that really she deserves to. Uh, Taylor Swift, of course, famously went through a lawsuit against a DJ, a Denver DJ who grabbed her butt during a meet and greet. And she was at that time. I, I remember reading through her um you know, the court, what she said in court when she was on the stand and 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 thinking it was so remarkable the way she continued to say the same refrain over and over and over again, which was he grabbed my. Can we say it? Ass. Ass. She, she said it over and over and over and over again. And I thought, gosh, that is so powerful. And that she was suing him only for a dollar, not because she was trying to do it for attention or money, but because she needed to do the right thing. And I don't think that she's been included in this conversation uh, because that was really before the Harvey Weinstein sort of waterfall of of, uh, of accusations. I, and I think that she deserves to be part of that conversation as yeah, well. She's certainly a part of it now being put mm -hmm. on the cover of uh, Person of the Year for Time magazine. And I will say the uh, the cover also features Ashley Judd, of course, the actress, um, a corporate lobbyist by the name of Adama Iwu um, and a uh, a. If I remember correctly from the interview, a migrant worker by the name of Isabel Pasquale and then a former Uber engineer, Susan Fowler, because you'll remember it was Susan Fowler's email who was basically I think it was an email who basically, you know, exposed some rampant sexual mm -hmm. uh, harassment at Uber. And um, and again, there's also the arm of a woman who's anonymous. Um, so you just see her arm, but you don't see her face because, of course, a lot of women are not able to come forward in the open for fear of retribution because not all of the women who accuse people of wrongdoing in the workplace uh, have the power to um, be heard without 
have fear of reprisal, losing their job, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. And those are just the people on the cover. There's many more who are highlighted inside the the edition, including but not limited to Rose McGowan, um, Megan Kelly, et cetera. So um, it, I, again, I'm picking up the hard copy of this because I feel like this is something I want to have uh, and to, to be able to go back to. And I know you can do that on the internet, but I want to be able to have it in my hands. Uh, when we come back, I have that. I have that. We've got Elizabeth Reese coming in with the Dirt Alert here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Elizabeth Reese has arrived and she has brought the dirt. Hi, friends. Nice to be with you this afternoon. Good to be with you and you. Uh, okay, you know, when you're parents pass away, you kind of expect that what they have will eventually go to you, right? Sure. It's not always that uncomplicated because different families have different dynamics and that's exactly what's happening in David Cassidy's family, okay? So Mm. David Cassidy passed away. We uh, have been talking about this as of late and he has apparently left the majority of his estate to his only son Bo. Uh, He left his $150,000 in assets. That's it. That's all. That's it. From a teen heartthrob. Yes. Mm -hmm. His uh, three half siblings were granted some music memorabilia and his estranged daughter, Katie, is left out of the will. He wrote, um, it is my specific intent not to provide any benefits here under to Catherine Evelyn Cassidy. Now, the will was drafted. It's sad. The will was drafted in 2004. Um, Katie had an up and down relationship with her father, uh, but, you know, this is what they are sticking with. So once news broke uh, that David Cassidy had been hospitalized, his family, including the daughter, Katie, uh, dropped everything to be by his side. Uh, A source at the time said there had been many family issues because of his alcoholism, but they are all reuniting in support of him. Um, But apparently that's still how the will stands. I don't know. She rushed to his side as well, even though they have had a strained relationship. And she said that her father's last words were so much wasted time. It's so heartbreaking. You know, and honestly, you know, just from a human perspective and and. I look at this also as a, from the perspective of a parent, because I, as a parent, because I am one, yeah. that the notion of, I, you know, no matter what kind of difficult relationship I ever had with my children, right. they're still my children. I know. That that doesn't change. And so, and I wouldn't ever want anybody left with that lasting message. That, that's the last message is that I'm giving you nothing. You know what I can only hope is that the son, Bo, will yeah. say... You know what, Katie, I want to split it. I'm going to split everything with you because that is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. What he should have done and that's what mm-hmm. you deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and it's not a ton of money, you know. Right. I mean, relatively speaking. Right. Like $150,000, I'm aware, is a lot of money. But you're going to have taxes and then you've mm-hmm. got all that stuff to figure out. Um it's just a that's tough. It's heartbreaking. The only thing I can imagine is if you're leaving money and you were thinking like out of, you know, if you had a child that was really dealing with addiction or something and you were concerned, like, listen, if I leave you this money, I know it's going to all be spent on drugs or something. So I'm going to yeah. put it in some sort of special well, protected trust that you can't actually get mm-hmm. to it. And I, you, oh, go ahead. I, I, you know, and I think people are entirely capable of doing whatever they want with their money. If they choose not to leave it to their children, that's fine. Yeah. But in the way that he did it, it's very specifically, you know, you're, you're not, not getting anything. I know. Yeah. Not like I'm going to leave all of my money to charity to charity. And I'm not right. giving yeah. you anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Or, you know, or, you know, it's not necessarily all about money. I mean, she will literally get nothing of her Fathers. fathers. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's a belt buckle or, you know, a precious well, vase and that's or where something. I think, like, she'll get some stuff. I so I hope so. I, I really so do. Too. That is yeah. uh, that is a tough thing. But that message out. Although, I know. Who knows? Maybe she doesn't want anything. Maybe she doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. But so much wasted time does make you think about, you know, in this time when, of year when we're all thinking about like all the stuff yeah. we have to buy and all the stuff we have to have, you know, at the end of the life, you're never going to think about anything that you actually purchased. You're mm-hmm. just going to think about the time. Mm-hmm. Let that be a lesson to you. Elizabeth, thank you for that. Namaste. Namaste. Right here. What else you got? I just ate three cookies, so I'm feeling very emotional. Oof. All right. Uh, Times person of the year is is uh, a group of people, the Silence Breakers, Taylor Swift, Ashley Judd, Rose McGowan, and dozens more who have all spoken out and shared their stories of sexual assault, sexual abuse, and they have taken a stand against it. And so that's what Time Magazine decided to choose. I think that was a great choice. So cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Uh, Anna Ferris going house hunting with her rumored boyfriend. Ooh. Is this too soon? She and Chris Pratt. Just breaking up. I mean, what is that even? I don't. Celebrities buying houses don't. Isn't that they just all buy like houses and sell houses? I guess is it like let's just get together and, and let's buy a house together? I don't know, you guys. Buying a house together is like a bigger pain than getting married. <laughs> well, and maybe he's just going with her on the shopping yeah. hunt. You know what She's I mean? Like, I'm going to buy a house. You want to yeah. help me? You want to come look at houses with me? She's looking at homes in the 3.5 million dollar range. Mm. They looked at two Cheap. places in Venice Beach, California, and they were showing off their PDA, looking in love. She's looking into his eyes, holding hands and smiling. I'm still kind of sad about the Chris Pratt breakup right. with those two. Because too. there's no drama. It's just like, I, but I just don't get it. I bet there is. We just got to be. There's got to be more. Yeah. It's so sad. Boy, speaking of drama, Matt Lauer's wife stepping out without her wedding ring. When is this happening? Uh, yeah. I Did I just dream this? I had a dream. I think really that she filed for divorce again. You dreamed it because that, she hasn't done oh, it yet. Man, that she was like, I'm not taking it anymore. Well, here is um, she's not going to do anything now till she knows she's going to get some money. Here's what her father said. So her father told the Daily Mail he lives in the Netherlands. He said that his daughter is not going to stay with him and work it out. They are not together trying to work it out. Uh, Annette Roke is 52 years old. She is a former is she model. She's Dutch. Yeah. And she uh, was photographed without her wedding ring when she was heading to a grocery store in the Hamptons. And this is alongside this new report that they are done. This is not surprising. Not I mean, there's just no way. And this is exactly what we were you know, talking about with Harvey Weinstein's wife. That's one thing. 
It's one thing to cheat on someone. It's another thing also to have an arrangement where you are allowed to stray mm-hmm. outside of the marriage. It is a whole nother ball game when you are locking women in your office mm-hmm. and allegedly raping assaulting them, them yes. and yeah. raping them yeah. and exposing yourself and uh, harassing them. That is a whole nother <laughs> yeah. issue. I mean, it's so ludicrous that you have to make that point. I know, but you do. Welcome to 2017. Yeah, it was really interesting. I read an article last night. I think it was on the Huffington Post. And I read an article about what happens to people when they find out that they have loved someone who is a sexual predator Mm -hmm. and just like what goes on. And so we are hearing all these celebrity stories. But this Huffington Post article was telling like, quote unquote, real people stories. And um, and just the heartbreak that goes on that you were with someone and perhaps enabling someone in order to, for them to become a predator. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Real, real struggle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, She'll write a book and we'll read it. Oh, oh yeah. Will we ever? No, we totally will. Uh, Matt Lauer, by the way, broken and ashamed can't. following his today. Firing. I can't. I cannot. I'm, I don't care. I don't gonna, care. No, actually, we do care. Yeah. We're going to get to it later in the show because we have very specific uh, messages to thoughts. the people who are sharing headlines. Not you, Elizabeth, yeah, but yeah, the no, people you who can. publish headlines like Matt Lauer is broken, broken and, and ashamed. Yeah. yeah, no newsflash. Yeah. yeah, you should be broken. Yeah, and you should also be ashamed. guess who's feeling broken and ashamed. You're victims, you idiot. Sorry, I I had to let it out a little prematurely. I'm glad, I'm glad that you released oh, that man. and you feel good about it, you guys. It was really nice to be with you. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Dirt Alert. You can catch her next alert at 520, and you can see her in Twin Cities Live at 3 o'clock on 5 Eyewitness News. When we come back, we are going to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, 651-641-1071. Give us a call. My Talk 1071. Everything. This town needs an enema. Entertainment. 30 seconds, five questions. We've got a 30 second pop culture challenge coming up on the Colleen and Bradley show yeah! on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is a very enthusiastic Bradley trainer who's very excited to play our 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second Who's playing today, Colleen, and what are they playing for? We've got Kelly on the line, and Kelly is playing for what, Holly? She's playing for that DVD of Reese Witherspoon's movie, Home Again, brought to you by Universal Home Entertainment. Awesome. All right. Holly. Molly. Kelly. Kelly. (laughs) The timer will begin after I ask the first question. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here we go. Name the owner of the chocolate factory, the Charlie Bucket Tours. Willy Wonka. Who was the original host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Edith uh, Philbin. What is the name of the talking horse who had his own 60s sitcom? Ed. What is the best-selling album of the year so far? Uh, pass. Name Disney's first full-length animated movie. Uh, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. Keep going. Um, Little Mermaid. Keep going. Uh... Flying pig. Um, oh! Oh! Holly Molly Kelly, I'm sorry you got so close. All right. Thanks for playing, Thanks Kelly. Thanks for trying, though. You can play every day at 1230. It's the 30-second pop culture challenge. We do it every ding-dang day. Okay, so what is the best-selling album of the year so far? I will, that's, that's, oof, I don't know if I would have got that one. 
Reputation by Taylor Swift. That's the correct answer. Yeah. And Disney's first full-length animated movie, she almost had it. Missed it by that much. No White and the Seven Dwarves. No White and the Seven oh, Dwarves. I remember. Why isn't it dwarves? I don't know. Why is the plural not dwarves? That's or a really good make question. That That's a great question. I don't know. I've been listening. I say that only, and I know we're going to get to something very important, but I just wanted to put this mm-hmm. out there because I've been listening to this podcast about the history of the English language. Oh my God, it's so amazing. Because the English language is full of breaking its own rules. Yeah. Right? And like also where it comes from. Oh my God, it's so amazing. I could go on, but I won't. All right. Well, we'll do that. Another you day. can listen to the podcast that Bradley's listening it's to. The history of English, I think. I feel like it's because it's a singular F. Mm-hmm. And maybe the plural of a word with two Fs. I don't know. I'm so. Uh, I'm trying to there think is of no a word with two Fs, Holly. <laughs> but you gave a very nice try. Earmuff. Yeah, but Buff? think about you don't like say muffs. Ni- yeah, and also earmuffs. N- knife, knives. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here's a definitive answer. Okay. Dwarfs can be either one. So you can have dwarf with F S, or you can have dwarves with V E S. So Disney uh-huh. decided to spell it with the F S. They made a choice, like hoofs or. I will tell you that the word oxen is one of the oldest words that we've gotten uh, or that's still alive in the world. Really? And it's that's it's because it's so old that we say oxen instead of oxes, because apparently we started adding S's much later in the history of English. So when you hear something that's weird, like children, that means it's an old, 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 old word. Can I quickly tell you something about oxen? So you know how often you say ox, and then you put that next to the donkey word, ass, and it's ox and ass, but I thought it was ox and ass, and I thought that that was an animal. Okay. Can I just clarify, ask a clarifying question? (laughs) When did you think this? Like, when I was before. (laughs) Like... Sunday school last week or like no, like when I was younger oh, okay like probably though I probably was a pretty old person before I realized that ox and ass wasn't an actual animal well that's okay it took me until my 30s to realize that there is not a word in the English language called misled. <laughs> it's misled yes <laughs> oh so when you were reading silently to yourself you I would always read said misled and I was in a group setting reading <laughs> And I said, blah, 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 misled, blah, blah, blah. And everybody went, excuse me? What did you just say? I said, misled. <laughs> and they were like, you mean misled? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> life is what? a lie. <laughs> That's a separate word? I thought there were two words, both spelled the same. One was misled. Like, he misled me. He right, totally like, misled like me. Like, miserly. I've been misled. <laughs> I've been misled. <laughs> I'm miserable. I was misled. <laughs> Made sense also, in my head. I did just want to point out that yesterday on this very show, Holly and I thought the humble sponge <laughs> was, was an actual. I thought thing. that was a proper noun. Totally thought that was a I proper was saying, noun. The I whole was describing segment. the the animal, the sponge, as a humble sponge, <laughs> and you thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The whole time. Oh man, we're smart ones. Okay. All right. On that note. Um, well, speaking of things that I used to think when I was a kid, I was actually with my own children. We were trying to thin out their rooms a little bit. We had to like we're cleaning up. That's what I'm doing for Christmas. I'm giving them new rooms. And uh, I have a question for parents out there or anybody really. How do you get rid of your kids' arts and crafts? Um, because I found myself 
having a moment with that. 651-641-1071. What is your process for getting rid of your kids' arts and crafts, things that they made with their own two hands? So can I ask a question? What precipitates needing to get rid of them? They Okay, can let's just start here. Cuz remember I have no children. Okay, my children my children come home from school daily with multiple art projects that oh, they did God. in school, okay? So that's just what they bring home from school. Add to that what they do in Sunday school on Sundays. They always have a craft in Sunday school. Add to that the fact that they all like to draw, they all like to paint, they all, that is a hobby of theirs, okay? It is literally, like, you're worried about all the trees that we're taking down. If I buy the Time magazine, you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. You should be looking at what my children Arts are. and crafts. It's insane. And so... Because I will just say for reference, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, the things we brought home included occasional, like, construction paper things... Maybe a plaster cast of a handprint. Mm. Um, oh, I have all of that plus. So I wonder yeah. if things have gotten more crafty over the years. I think so. And every single darn day you get a new craft. And some of them are things that like you care about, like a keepsake, like if it has their handprint on it. But can I tell you how many pieces of art have their handprints on them? It's insane. So I'm going through my daughter's room. Again, we're trying to thin it out because we are redoing it. And I just, I don't have a place for all this stuff. So I decided, okay, well, we've got to start to like toss some stuff. I decided that I needed to come up with like a rule for this. So, you know, if it is something that is particularly like if it was written in their own hand, sentiments from their brains, you know, like a poem about mom and dad. Yeah. Duh. That's a keeper. But sometimes it's like you can't keep it all. So then I just started taking pictures of things. Oh, see, that's smart. But then there's this other thing where it's like you don't really want to do that with your kids there. You don't want to be throwing away their no, art it's stuff. Like, it's like other things. Like, I don't know, maybe. I'll just saying, like, you know, when you have that meeting with the tooth fairy. Yeah. Uh huh. Like you don't do that when your kids are around. When you have sure. the meeting with the tooth fairy. Right. Exactly. So. So yeah. yeah, okay, so 651-641-1071, what is your process for getting rid of your kids' arts and crafts? We are going to have to ask our callers to just hang tight. We're going to get to your calls after this on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Previously on Jason and Alexis. Do you remember rollerblading and, and skateboarding and just holding onto the back of the truck? Oh, okay. uh, we couldn't afford skates in Indiana. I just put four Hot Wheels on each of my... Uh, <laughs> My mom taped two Hot Wheels on my knees and two on my hands. Bringing you everything entertainment. Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on My Talk 107.1. What do you do when you need to get rid of your kids' arts and crafts? How do you do it? I've been trying to do this at my house. That's the question we're asking on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer knows what I should do. Um, You should do what the Japanese do. Every year they do this ceremony where it's, oh, I just think that we should be doing this anyway, where you have like a big fire and you just throw some stuff in that fire, man. And And it's like like a ceremonial, like letting, you know, you're like cleaning out your house and, um, you know, so that you can let new things in and then the kids can take part of like tossing in. I want to do that. Yeah, you should totally do it. 
All right. Okay. So there's an idea. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Maybe make sure what your fire codes are before you start burning stuff down. Though. Good call. Good call. Uh, we've got Kathleen on the line. Kathleen, how do you get rid of your kids' arts and crafts? I uh, I just have one had one child, so it was a lot a third two thirds easier. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I got bankers boxes. Mm-hmm. And I just stacked everything in there, and I only ended up being like a couple of boxes. And my gift to him is he can take care of it now that he has his own place. Oh, that way he can, you know, if I put, and then I just put them in the attic. Ah, uh, so, so out of sight, out of there, mind. And then he can have his memory lane, and I didn't have to have a meltdown. But mom, I might have been that. Yeah, so, yeah, like I did with my mom. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I figured now that he's that he's 28, now he can go through memory lane and and decide. And and there's a few things that I kept because they were too cute. But uh, and the handprint things, like yeah, in the past or Paris. But I just put them in bankers boxes because you could stack a lot in those things. Okay, good idea. Thank you, Kathleen. I wish uh, Elaine was as smart as Kathleen. See, okay, because that okay, what's happening right now is the following. I'm somewhere between what Kathleen just did. And what your mother did. Yeah. Your mother apparently got rid of everything. My mother was, I, I, God bless her. She is so many things. And I. this is the least thing that I would ever be critical of her for. Or the, but the point is, she's a great mom. Yeah. I love my mom. Yeah. But um, she is one of those people that's like, uh, I, this, nobody needs this. Mm-hmm. By, Moving on. Uh, and um, she's the queen of like letting go. And I love it. And I try to learn from it. She is a Jedi master in the art of letting go. Of stuff that you don't need, but I am like, I I would like to have a piece of my childhood. Right. Also, during my childhood, to be fair to her, uh, our life was very chaotic. So it wasn't the family where we were all sitting around like right. at the dinner table. Like if the doors were locked and you know there was food in the refrigerator, that was a good day. Right. So. That wasn't her biggest concern. Right. At the time, it wasn't yeah. your art projects. Yeah. Right. Um, because I am, like I said, somewhere between your mom, who got rid of everything, and Kathleen, who kept everything. And what I want to avoid is the later down the line kid saying, what about that one project I did? Remember in second grade, I worked really hard on that. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't in the recycling. Sorry. I don't remember you know? any of that stuff. Oh. That's why, to my mother's credit, if it's not there, you don't miss it. Like, there will be a time when existentially you're like, oh, my childhood is just gone. But you're going to save enough stuff yeah. that they're going to forget. Okay. Thank you. And that, if they don't me. forget, you've already said it. If they remember and they're like, what happened to that thing? You're like, huh. Oh, it's probably in one of them nice. boxes downstairs. Yeah.
And then they are going to forget, and it'll, no, never mind. We'll just move on from yeah. it. Let's go to George. George is on the line. George, what do you do with your kids' arts and crafts? Hey there. Well, we're kind of going through this because my kids are grown and moved out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you sit down with a plastic tote, mm-hmm. and you take a picture with your phone of every piece. And you have one tote is the keep bin, and the other tote is the I'm eventually going to throw away bin. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. you that way you end up with a tote of what you want to keep and a tote of what you can get rid of in this, you know, discreetly at sometime in the near future. Yes. But what you want to do is you want to get a flash drive for each of your kids. Yes. And you dump the pictures to that flash drive accordingly for each kid. Yes. That way you end up with a tote of just the things you want to keep, but a flash drive with everything they ever made that kids are digitally digital these days. Anyways, they'll appreciate it being on the screen. This is true. This is a good point. George, thank you for your call. Smart George. And that is essentially kind of what I've done. It's like, I I, I don't do it to everything because let me tell you what, I would have been taking pictures all the live long day. But for the most part, when something comes in, I will take a picture of it and and my husband and I will do this thing where we go, okay, appreciate this thing that Tilla made and then we'll throw it away. <laughs> like we have a moment of appreciation yeah. and then we say goodbye to it because it's just, yeah. we can't, we don't have room for all of it. Let's go to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How do you get rid of your kids arts or crafts, Sarah? Hi. Hi. Yeah, I, I keep everything because I have a, a problem. But what I, I, similar to the previous caller, what I've actually started doing is taking a picture of everything and putting them, once I have a bunch, I put them into those uh, Shutterfly books. Oh, my God, there you go. A book that's like, you know, at this time of year, different times of year, they'll have them on super clearance where you can get a book for five bucks. If they're like a 3D type thing or like, oh, look at this Cheerio necklace I made. Um, I'll take a picture of them wearing it or holding it or being goofy and put that in with the book. So it's basically a book of their art with them. And oh, it's I much like that. Than any tote. Yes, it's People so true. So and then you just hand that off. Clever. That's very Thank clever. you, Sarah. That's a great idea. See, you know, in theory, I'm like, that sounds like a great idea. I do not see myself actually sitting down and making the darn book. And that's where I fail every single time. Is like, I've got a great idea, but I'm not going to carry it through. It sounds great on this end. But I, I don't, I mean, I'll take the pictures. What happens with them, I think, needs to be on somebody else's plate. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Let's go to Why Jennifer. Why don't you just let your kids be responsible for managing their own stuff? I mean, they are. Impossible? They are to a degree. But there's so much stuff. Like, and my kids want scanner, to keep everything. If you want to keep this. Because my mother, the other thing my mother also taught me is that timelines, deadlines are very um, expedient tools. So if you give kids like this notion of um, like you have until this day to do something with this, otherwise mm-hmm. it's going in the trash. Oh, no, I do that. Okay. Um, but again, that's emotional labor. Let's go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How do you get rid of your kids' arts and crafts? Well, first of all, I love you guys. You're my favorite. Oh, thank thanks. you. We love you too. Um, okay, so this is just one step beyond what the last woman said. The app is called Archive, I-V-E. Mm-hmm. And so you take the picture, it's on your phone, and then they have a space for you to put in the date, the grade, the age, the name of which child it is. And so after three years, then I just went onto the website and made the book. It was already all done for me okay. with all the information. And now it's my coffee table book. Jennifer, I have that app, and okay. I have used that app. And then I got an email from that app that said, hey, our free app is not free anymore. 
Oh, you have to pay. Okay. Yes. So I, I just made my book in the spring, and I think it was still free then. Mm, I'm like, peace out, archive. Thanks for Dude. nothing. I know, but okay. thank you, because it is, is it, it's like the best app ever. It's a it great plan. Because you don't have to worry. It's already all on the app. So well, if much somebody does want to pay, it, 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 it was useful for me yeah. when I did it. That's thank a, you, Jennifer. Jennifer and Colleen, that's a wonderful gift idea for you to put on a list for you to tell your ah. mom to buy you the membership. Yeah, it's like five dollars a month or something See? dumb. I don't know, your mom but can I just foot that bill. Uh, let's go to Jenny. Hi, Jenny. You'll be our last caller on this. How do you get rid of your kids' arts and crafts? Okay, so my kids are fully grown to note, but when they were younger, I did the box thing, but I actually involved them in it. Mm-hmm. So there, there's an age factor to it because I hear what you're saying, Clean. When they're younger, they want to save everything. Right. But somewhere around third grade, you can start getting that. Okay. We can't keep everything. So, and, and they actually do start to understand that, and they'll put in the box what they really want to keep. And then at graduation, they get that box, and we go through it together. Oh, that is such a great idea. Thank you for that. That's a really good idea. Thank you. Um, I, th- I want to say that my, my mom did something similar, where she had a, like a Rubbermaid box that we were, and we could only keep enough memories that would fill up that box. And that was it. And then when I moved out of the house, that box showed up at my house and I still have it. And guess what? I don't care about any of the stuff in it. Yeah. Now I still have a box um, of stuff that I, because I kept a bunch of stuff and I occasionally will like look through it and I'm like, Oh, I, I, I wish that I could like go through it and organize it and throw out the stuff that I don't actually want. But that's like a Saturday afternoon. I'm not willing to give up at this point. Well, and it's weird too. Oh, well, I just, I have so many thoughts about memories and whatnot and what have you, but we don't have time for them. Okay. So we'll talk about that a different time. But when we come back, I'm really excited. We've got our resident ex-Scientologist, Natalie Webster. She's going to be joining us to talk to us about a couple of stories that are in the news that have to do with Scientology. She's going to give us the, uh, the lens of Scientology to look through on these stories after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Entertainment.